by split decision. We've only gone and done it. We've only gone and won a World Cup, haven't we, lads? Get in there. <laughs> Boys done well. Brought the Cricket World Cup home for everyone. Capped off a great weekend. This is Split Decision UK. Welcome, everyone. I'm joined by Matt Clark. Are you buzzing, Matthew? I nearly spilt my chamomile tea on my laptop there, Joe. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But a joyous entry to this week's episode. I'm, I am buzzing. Did you watch you, any of it? I, I did, actually. I watched... Um, about 30 balls left on England's batting bit, yeah, whatever you would yeah, call it, yeah. innings. It's well exciting, wasn't it? Oh, it was proper TV, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm a, well, you're not much of a fan, are you, really? I quite like my cricket. No, I, couldn't, I couldn't normally give a monkeys, to be honest, but yeah. uh, well, I better watch it, better tune in. We're in a final and all that. Yeah, it was brilliant. I was I was up watching it from the start, and then I had to go out for dinner with my family at uh, about five o'clock, so that interrupted me ever so slightly, but... Rushed home and caught the it. end, and like you say, that end bit was well. It's, I've never seen it before, and I actually like it. So, yeah, God knows what it was like for the neutral. A super over. That's proper super over. That. That's um. That's what hooked me in. <laughs> Just stick the word super on anything, and it makes it better. That's but it. a lot of, apparently, there's a lot of controversy around it. Yes, I think technically, there whatever. Might, yeah, there might be some sort of rule, whatever. But that's cricket. There's I've, always some sort of rule. I've got cricket mates, right? They're all over it, like not fair weather like me jumping in the last thirty balls, and they, and they're, I'm saying you just got to take it. Who cares that it's just bingo? You're English. You take any decision in sport that you can get because how many years have we been done over by in different multiple sports, whether it be football, rugby, cricket, your club team, they're always getting done over. Yeah, absolutely. So take it, enjoy it, and uh, yeah, embrace it. Couldn't agree more. I could not agree more, but. While we're here, we might as well get down to some serious business with the UFC. I think that's what we've all come here to, to hear about. So it was UFC fight night something or other in Sacramento, California at the weekend. And old Uriah, the California kid in his backyard, he's come back after two years out, was it? And he's, he's he put Ricky Simon, he's put the mullet out in the first round. He, he looks absolutely, um, sound a bit weird, but he looked absolutely brilliant to look at. He looked in great shape. <laughs> he looked shredded. I don't know what they're drinking down there in California, but I need some up in Hornsey, yeah? Um, but he looked good. I mean, it was quite hard to tell. It was under a minute, wasn't it? So, yeah, I thought he got a little bit wobbled ever so slightly as well to, yeah, he did. to start he, with. He got backed up by like a uh, sort of a lead left hook by Simon. Might have been Simon's um, demise as well. Yeah, he sort of he got after it a bit more. He was just in his face and perhaps got a little bit too uh, careless. Got caught with a right hand and finished on the ground. Yeah, what do you think about the stoppage? I know you didn't like it. I, I thought it was okay. I went back and watched it, and I thought it, it, if it was early, it was only ever so slightly early. Um, mm. It did catch a couple from a different angle, pretty clean on the floor, but it's almost like that. the ref with the big tash wanted to get in there a bit earlier now that you mentioned it to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a bit early. I thought, I thought someone was still going. I thought he was still fighting. I mean, even as... As the ref was dragging him off, he was still fighting, which doesn't always mean everything. But yeah, it was a little bit early for me. I would have liked to see it go a little bit longer. It's a big fight. 
yeah, but like you say, you're right, it did look good. I don't know, I'm not quite sure where he goes because he did get a little bit wobbled, as we say, which can happen to anyone, but that was quite early doors, so might have just been blowing the cobwebs off. But he did look good. He looked in good physical condition. Is he going after Sahudo next? Can you see that one? Well, he's certainly going after him. I, I, I could easily see them making it, but it's going to create such a shitstorm with that division, which has already got two leading contenders who they can't really separate anyway. Champion on the shelf. The champion has another belt. But at the end of the day, that's probably the biggest name at uh, Bantamweight. So Cejudo would want it. Faber's going to want it. And if they're both big names, the UFC's going to want it. So I could certainly see it happening. Personally, I, I don't want to see it. He's had enough title shots sort of in his time anyway. I, I just don't think it'll be very competitive either. I mean, I know he won in inside, inside a minute on Saturday, but Cejudo's on a different level, I think, in a minute. He's more in his prime, isn't he? So, and plus, you, you, you're jumping over two legit contenders. So, in the answer to that, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, Do I want to see it. I think you're right. I think Cejudo does walk straight through him, if I'm, on, if I'm honest, at this moment in time because he's walking straight for everyone at the moment, so you just can't put it past him. But I think when you saw uh, Faber come out at the weekend in California and his, his tune starts playing, and the crowd is rocking after that, aren't they? I think if you could put it on like a big card, on a big pay-per-view in California, have Cejudo walk out against... Like, uh, sorry, have Faber walk out against Cejudo, who everyone's, you know, isn't a, a huge fan of, so that adds a bit more spice to it as well. It would be a great spectacle, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, that was quite a reception. Oh, yeah, it really brilliant. was. It? One of the, the legendary walkouts in MMA and pre-UFC days even. But I, I, I'm a fan for it for a one-off fight. But I think the the backlog that'll cause and the repercussions and the, just the general legitimacy of it, I just feel like it might it might cause too many problems than, uh, than it should. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. But if Cerudo wants it, that's the thing. Champs call the shots these days, it seems. And Cerudo's riding a high and... And he's probably going to see it as an easy payday and the biggest payday of the lot. That's true. And I mean, that wasn't even the main event this weekend, but that kind of, that stole the show slightly. I mean, the main event was Jermaine Durand and me against Aspen Ladd. Aspen Ladd went into this and odds on favourite. And this one, this had a bit of an early stoppage as well. Are you, do you think this one was more so? Oh, this was well early. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Proper early. If, I mean, if I'm saying that Faber one was early, I can't, I can't exactly say this isn't, but... Yeah, this, this didn't even land a follow-up shot. I'm not saying, like, yeah, just make sure she's out sort of thing, but give the girl a fighting chance. Um, it's almost like the ref looked at her and she just looks, because she looks like basically like a 13-year-old child. <laughs> it's almost like he jumped in as a dad to try and save her, isn't it? Well, that's an interesting point, though, in that do you feel that the the refs give the female fighters less of a chance to recover? I mean, whether they're, they're meaning to or not, subconsciously, they might yeah. want to jump in and think... De- could definitely play a part, yeah. couldn't it? If you've got young kids yourself and you, sc- you see some sort of resemblance. <laughs> I don't think uh, they saw a resemblance <laughs> in that. Look, you but, never but know. I mean, generally, like a woman getting... Here no, I know, yeah. Stuff, your, your male instinct to go and protect them, maybe. Yeah, it, whether, whether it's sexist or not, it's, it's, it exists, doesn't it? It is there, really. It's all that kind of chivalry and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that could play into it. But even so, it was a very early stoppage. You could argue that the the wake-up the day before, which was blown all over social media and the internet, how terrible Aspen Ladd looked. Could yeah, barely she looked get bad. Under. 
could barely get on the scales and her flexing her muscles which they made her do which is ridiculous (laughs) unbelievable whoever let her fight that's just um, that's just not a good look for the sport she's got so little energy she can barely make it to the scales and they want her to use some of it up to flex her biceps i mean what is it though like she looked like she was just in physical pain cramping up i mean i don't know what it was but she was in some she was in an absolute pickle yeah what what about the fight itself then because i I was watching i watched it and i kind of obviously it didn't last very long did it but i thought why is lad even bothering to to stand there and sort of you know, sort of bouncing and out and throw shots. I thought, just just go for the takedown straight away. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I suppose you've got to set it up somehow. Jermaine um, Duranda is not someone you want to stand with for too long. And it was only 16 seconds, but... <laughs> yeah, that is true. It was a great right hand from Duranda, me, quite a forgotten woman. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. But she looked just a lot bigger and a lot stronger and leaner. And it's almost like Aspen Ladd was just sucking water weight out the day before... And she didn't look quite as uh, physically, I yeah. don't know, Imposing, physically demanding on the. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I think maybe, um, I don't know, maybe she underestimated the round of me. She thought she would get on top pretty easily and uh, she got left wanting. Dropped with a right hand. Yes, it was an early stoppage, but a stoppage nonetheless. And the round of me moves on to where? Who knows? Yeah, I don't Got know. On. She she could be even looking at a title shot pretty soon with the way that division works, I suppose, couldn't she? Well, she's lost to Nunes before, but this was years ago. I think about 2013, I think it was. Okay. Um, also, Durand and me, as you will remember, was stripped of the featherweight belt. So there is some backstory there. She could challenge for Nunes' featherweight belt. A bit of backstory with the, the 145 belt that she never lost, and you could you could dress it up as that. Um, so I think there's plenty of plenty of options for her, and I think she's definitely in for a title shot. For me, it's just which belt, 135 or 145. Yeah, fair enough. She might have a couple of options then, so that she's probably in a good spot after that win. What about the rest of the card? I mean, we weren't overly looking forward to this one. I think there was obviously, obviously, it was a decent card in the end because the two two fights we mentioned so far. But I think another one you got to throw in there, Josh Emmett up against Mursad Bektik. Another first-round finish. This one, much more convincing. No issues with a stoppage whatsoever. And I thought a pretty impressive performance by Emmett. I like Emmett for some reason. I was watching him on the on the train home earlier. And uh, I was watching him. For some reason, I thought, yeah, I really want him to win. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that that sort of character. But, yeah, good, good impressive performance. And I think he's back on the right track now, Josh Emmett. Yeah, he's right up there, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's certainly got a couple of fights away from a title shot. He got... He got close before, before running into Stevens. Uh, I like him as well. He seems like a good, good, good guy. But um, with Bektik, though, he just can't seem to put it together. He seems like one of those who smashes it in the training room, but on fight night seems to sort of just not rise to it and uh, not living up to his potential. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same losing to Emmett. Of course, he's just got rockets in his hands, it seems. But, yeah, he just can't seem to put it together. And it's a shame, really. It is mad how powerful and how strong Emmett is because he was the smaller man in there in sort of height and stature. Bektik looked pretty, yeah, pretty big in comparison and that's kind of the same for all just Josh Emmett's fights but yeah, he's just got that touch, hasn't he? Right, where does he go here then? So, what we're calling this, so I think this moves him if we're looking at rankings which are what they are, top 10, do you think he's probably oh, yeah. pushing up to top 5 or just outside top 5, I would say, 6, 7. What about him and, him and the zombie? Yeah, that'd be a great fight, wouldn't it? Be a good one, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm not sure if he's that's the best fight for him. Sort of, even even now when he after his 
facial injuries that we all know he's had, but uh, be a great fight for us to watch anyway. He would, uh, but he, he's getting to the point now where they're all going to be like that, aren't they? Yeah, they're that is true. Hard, yeah, going to be hard fights and can't look after him forever. No, you can't. You can't, Joe. You got to let him go. Let him face a zombie. But um, yeah, it's all kicking off in that featherweight division, all very nicely. Yeah, um, I mean, Mykano is going to be looking for a fight, isn't he? So that could kind of they could they could switch places, something like that. Leapfrog, that'd be a good fight as well. Oh yeah, it's definitely plenty in there. I just I've got a feeling that Volkanovski is going to get screwed over at some point. Why? Well, yeah, I could smell it. I can see it coming. <laughs> Who else was on there, Joe? You enjoyed any other standouts? Uh, there was Carl, Carl Roberson up against Wellington Terman. We mentioned last week, and this was an okay fight, and it was just really a strange decision. Roberson got the win. I thought Terman probably nicked it two rounds to one. He's a jiu-jitsu heavy, lots of submission attempts. I guess if you you were, you were arguing, you could say he spent a lot of time on his back. Uh, so it's one of those ones. Do you, do you count submission attempts? Is is that in, included in your offense? But yeah, maybe that's why Roberson came away with a win. Some middleweights. Marvin Vittori, the Italian, up against uh, Ferreira Muchanch. Decision win for Vittori. He looked pretty good, I thought. I think he's made, uh, made a change of camps, everyone was saying. He's gone to King's MMA, so a decent camp out there and pretty dominant performance. Didn't really get too close to the finish. Rock Ferreira a few times, but yeah, decent win for Vittori. And if he can string it together, he's got a lot of potential because I think... I think his last loss before this was against Israel, and that was a split decision, so that's not bad going, really. No, of course, we're uh, always bang up for the, the European fights to do well, and he's a tough customer. He's been around the game for years, so, yeah, well pleased for him. Nice one. What about some prelims? Are you going to throw some at us? So, Ryan Hall, did you catch this one, Joe? No, I've missed this one. I haven't caught this one yet, but I know, I know what happened, so describe it for me. Paint a picture. Well, he kept going. For a leg lock. <laughs> no, no, he, he looked all right. It was, it's just a fascinating watch. You just, he just almost like he's half asleep, hands down, just pure kicks, spinning kicks. Sort of Darren Elkins can't, he just can't read him, and it throws him off his game. And it's just the way, it's sort of that Gunnar Nelson effect. He sort of lulls you into a full sense of security, then attacks. Kept going for them leg locks, very close at times, um, but then it would transition at the end of the first round. He transitioned beautifully into a triangle, locked it in out of nowhere. Unfortunately for him and luckily for Elkins, the bell rang, saved by the bell. But um, he dropped him a few times as well, Hall, with hands and kicks. So all-round impressive performance. You do feel that it is a limited skill set or a limited style in such a packed division that he will get found out eventually, much like Damian Meyer. Um, But there's a bit more mystique about him while Damian Meyer's just pure boa constrictor style all over you this is more I don't know it's more martial arty if you know what I mean yeah I do know what you mean I do like to see it and uh, yeah, it's I, brand I, new as well it's, it's something we're not really seen in MMA at a high level yeah that's it and I guess I, if you I wouldn't wouldn't really favour a decision looking at the fight beforehand so it's interesting to see that he can go to a decision without submitting someone and kind of do some good work himself like you say, there probably is a limit on how far he can go with that style, but at least it proves he's got a little bit of something. It's not kind of first round or nothing. Yeah, no, he's definitely got it. And he, he didn't look like he broke a sweat. That's... He just looked fresh as a daisy. So uh, it, it, I think it is. it can fall foul, that style, to 
if he's fighting someone who's not going to move forward like Darren Elkins, it could be a bit of a stalemate, which could result in booze. And that's probably why he's on the prelims rather than on the main card. Um, there is a danger that his fights could be a snooze fest. I think early days still with the terms of the competition he's fighting. Um, but I do feel that now is the time to crack that top 15, top 10. I mean, Elkins is a, a mainstay in that division and he's, he beat him pretty easily. So it'd be interesting to see him fight someone in that top 10 now, see how he actually gets on. All right, what about Touchy Feely? He was on the prelims as well. Yeah, got a big knockout in his hometown. Remind me who he beat again, Joe? Can't believe it. Shame on you, Matthew. He beat Shame on Marais. <laughs> I just set that up on purpose so you can snatch <laughs> Should know that. But yeah, big win in his hometown. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened with that knockout. Got to be honest. Yeah, nice knockout. I think he's always... It's always there and thereabouts, only touch, touchy-feely. If he can string a few wins together, he'll put himself right up there. But that kind of always seems to be the case. So, decent fight. I'd like to see him, uh, like to see him fight. So, fair enough. Any more on there? Or should we go straight to our predictions? Um, yeah, I think that's it from me on that card. It was a decent card. Some good finishes, some surprising finishes. We thought Faber would get uh, dealt with. Uh, it was quite the opposite. Some big talking points and some... Impressive performances. Yeah, exactly. I think Josh Emmett is my main one to take out of here. Hopefully um, he can get going. I'm fully on board the Josh Emmett train. If we have a quick look at our, our predictions, I went into this week with a 4-3 lead. So obviously I'm looking to build on that. Unfortunately, it was a free-all draw this week, Matthew. We made six picks. We both got three out of six right, which is a little bit average. You got Your winners were Durandamy. You got that one. You had Roberson and you had Ryan Hall. And I had Josh Emmett, Roberson and Ryan Hall. I think there was a couple of sort of relatively unknowns on the main card though, weren't there? So a little I think bit. you'd be cut a little slack there for getting a couple wrong. Yeah, I mean, and who, saw, who saw Faber coming back and winning as well? Yeah, I mean, Faber's the, obviously the standout, isn't it? I had him to get finished. I think Vittori probably done him a discredit. We both picked uh, Ferreira in that one. So shame on us. Shame on us indeed. But, uh, should we move on to fight news, Joe? We, yeah, we, uh, a little bit of fight news, isn't it? So I think that the, the I'm going to start with the one I'm most excited for. I only really clocked this today. Cub Swanson is up against Chrome Gracie. So we saw Chrome Gracie last time out. Nice little win on his debut. Up against... like Cub Swanson is a top, top, top fighter. So this is, this is a crazy fight, really. Yeah, I think this is very, very interesting, this one. They're either they want to either make an example of Crone here, or they have utter utter belief in him to go to the top. Because this is, in MMA terms, a complete mismatch in terms of experience, right? Yes, and, and all round skills get <laughs> skill what skills get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you didn't hear that. <laughs> nah, I clocked that. One. An all round skill set. Oh, I mean, C- Cub Swanson can do it all can he and his striking is like his boxing's quality it's another level isn't it so this is a dangerous fight for Crone and I mean Swanson's got good jiu-jitsu as well so obviously it's not Crone's level is it so there's still going to be that gap there but yeah yeah this is just a tough tough fight I think October this is this is going to take place so we've got three months well I think I think Cub Swanson has been submitted quite a few times by those who are a bit level above him so on the ground I obviously favour Crone and Chrome does sort of train with uh, 
uh, the Diaz brothers, whose boxing is on a different level, but yes. it doesn't just because he trains them doesn't mean his boxing is a different level. Like Jake Shields is an example, I had pretty low level striking, and he trained with them the whole time. But yeah, extremely very interesting fight. When it, I was very surprised when it got made. I've got to say they're throwing him to the walls there. Obviously, Cubs on about three or four fight losing streak, but even so, maybe the winner, particularly if it's Crone Ryan Hall. That's a that's a matchup there. It's a dream matchup, isn't it? That one. Obviously, get past Cub, but yeah, that's what I've got my eye on. <laughs> so we have got a few more fight announcements. One I've just noticed, and this is going to be a ridiculous fight. We've got Li Jingliang, who I know you've heard of, Matthew. He will oh, he's be, he one will, of my best. He will be up against Eliseu Zaleski Dos Santos uh, at UFC on SPN 15 in China. And Dos Santos is making a real tear in that division. Jing Liang, he's on his way as well. I think that'll be an absolute war, that one. Another one we've had yeah. announced. We have had Iwan Kutalaba against Khalil Roundtree. And me, like yourself, I'm just overly buzzing to see Roundtree back in there after his performance last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over this one. Absolute I'd... crazy reinvention of himself last time. Out into a veteran Muay Thai fighter. It is, isn't it? It's mental. He just, he just looked unbelievable in the last one. I just can't see how he's going to get beat if it's uh, in the stand-up exchanges here. Yes. He's surely going to go through Kutaliba. If he fights like that, it's going to take real top, top class to beat him. So when was that? Six months ago? Three months ago? Four months ago? Something like that? Yeah, four, I would say. And he got that good in that space of time <laughs> before. He went straight back out to Thailand as well, exactly. as you would, obviously. It's unbelievable. So I think how good he's going to be this time around. I think he's a real false late bloomer. Yeah, like heavyweights, man. That's what it's about. That's it. Give it another six months or so, and that that light heavyweight top ten is going to just be lit up. I think so. Other than that, I think that sums up our fight news. Pretty good week, I think, for them. Yeah, no massive, massive title fights. No massive. Sort of no, they're coming. Championship caliber names coming out of the woodwork, but um, they t- they tend to do that in spates, really, don't they? Once they name one, they name three or four or five. So um, hopefully that means there's some big news in the offing in a couple of weeks. So we may as well move on to our weekly award, one of the most prestigious awards in the MMA podcasting world. It is the Simon Saffer Award for Outstanding Achievement, the Safawa. Uh, Not just podcasting awards, just generally as well, I feel. I was, going to, I was going to be modest, but yeah, I think you might be right. We've had some big, big names coming in and claiming the award. So it's your pick this week. Matt, I had one last week, so I'm just going to let you roll with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you think England winning a World Cup's uh, an achievement? and They've seen nothing yet. <laughs> that is kid stuff. I think first off, you've got to look at the... Uh, what commission was this? California. California, right? Yeah. I think they need to take a look at themselves after that Aspen lad debacle. What a weight cutting. Well, I think you, you can't you can't really clear that yet yet to fight. Mm. No chance. She looked uh, she looked rough. She did. She looked absolutely rough as houses. <laughs> I don't mean that's even a saying as well. But she looked awful. She could barely get on the scales. Yes, she made the weight, but you've got to come whatever doctor they got there, they've got to be saying, Nah, she's not having it. It's too dangerous. And then, lo and behold, she gets knocked out in 16 seconds. So, that's number one. Number two, he's got a big, big Uriah in his hometown. Yeah, you can't leave him out, can you, after that? Faulty and naughty coming back, <laughs> knocking out young Ricky Simone and his mullet. I know you were sad to see that. I was absolutely devastated. I was. And there's there's not a dad bod in sight, is there, with the, the California dad? 
Oh, no, it's Barks, isn't it? Yeah. But he's, at least he's got his cornrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good to see at 40. I, I, know, I know you've had a few of them in your yeah. time. Do you know what? I've never gone for the cornrows. And yeah? No, I never had it. Oh, well. It's still time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one saw him coming back and winning in that fashion in his hometown with the epic walkout music and looking better than ever, calling out the champion. Yeah, what a great weekend for Faber. You could give it, I've been thinking you could give it to Herb Dean for the the main event. Yeah, not, from a negative standpoint. Not a great night for him. It was a very early stoppage, um, but I'm going to stick with a positivity, Joe. Nice. After your, your epic intro, uh, I'm going to give it to Uriah Faber. What a return. Oh, congratulations, Uriah. You are this week's winner of the Safari. Nice one, mate. <laughs> nice one, mate. What a weekend for him, mate. Oh, just topped it off now, especially with England winning the World Cup as well. I bet it was buzzing. Yep. <laughs> it's very big in California. <laughs> what a weekend it could be for Leon Edwards. This is it. We have got UFC on ESPN4. We've got another set of UFCs that we're now giving numbers to. This is the AT&T Centre in San Antonio, Texas. The biggest fight of Leon Edwards' young life up against the Hall of Fame, Rafael Dos Anjos. Just a what an opportunity this is. It's a tough one. Ah, it's, yeah, it's so tough. I mean, he's beaten some good names, hasn't he, Edwards? Especially recently, Gunnar Nelson, Cerrone. In the past, he's beaten Barbarina and Luque, names of that ilk. But RDA's different gravy. Well, that Luque win now just looks pretty sensational, doesn't it? Considering that he hadn't really been in the UFC too long anyway at that point. Everyone forgets, it seems, that he beat Cerrone. Um, the Barbarina win, as you say, not be- beating Gunnar Nelson's never easy. Not many people do it unless you're at the top level. And he hasn't and lost. Like, he, hasn't, just, he hasn't lost since December 2015. And yeah, that, you know who that was against. Was it that long ago, was it, as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Another so, Yeah, this is a massive opportunity for him. Held back a little by his probably his personality more than anything else. His fighting style isn't the greatest. What are you trying to say? That he's not a, he's not sort of a one for trash talking and Oh. Okay. What do you mean? I thought you was digging him out. <laughs> no, no. No, just people get held back by uh, not <laughs> not calling out people and yeah, absolutely, yeah. Definitely. Things like that. And you look at someone like like Darren Sill, who's probably a little bit better on a mic, more of an engaging personality and he sort of has a couple of wins and then gets a title shot. It's just the way it works. It's always worked like that. Damian Meyer, even Usman, took him so many shots to get a, a crack at a belt. Um, had to let his wins do the talking, and Edwards can do the same here. With regards to uh, the Sanjos, though, even with a win, he's nowhere near a title shot, is he? No, he can't. He can't it's strange about it. He can't Edwards, get a title shot, can he? No. Nah. Like he lost to the top three. Yeah. He, he's number two, I think which is just odd. But uh, when you swing it back around to Edwards, a win over RDA, he's well in the mix. I do not feel like he's going to get a title shot with a win, though. But I feel if he does get a win, he's just got to call Masvidal every single name under the sun on the mic. Exactly, exactly. When you said he probably won't get a title shot now, I was going to say, yeah, because Masvidal will probably be above him. Uh, So if he does get a win, he's got to go for that Masvidal fight, I think. And, cool, I... I can't get too excited for that because I've got this one to look forward to here, but that that would be amazing as well. I don't know. Where you you... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I don't know where you see this one going after all that. I think we're sort of notorious as as 
most fight fans are. We rule with our hearts more than our heads sometimes. Obviously, both of us, we're leaning towards that in this fight as well. I do think Edwards has got all the right kind of tools to get rid of RDA in this one. Not get rid of him, but beat him at least, you know. So, I think Edwards is going to do it. I think I think it'd probably be a grinding decision. I know RDA can grind as well, but I think Edwards can can do it. So kind of he can grind a little bit harder. I think uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Joe. I think he's gonna grind him a little bit harder. <laughs> I think you look at the Colby RDA fight. RDA looked like he was half asleep for the first two rounds, and he was just sort of under relenting pressure from Colby. Uh, I think Edwards can do the same. I think he's technically sound everywhere. That's it. He's got a blueprint, hasn't he? Yeah, and he know, and he's yeah, perfect example. He's got a blueprint that um, Colby's laid down a marker on. Obviously, we know how good RDA is. His Robbie Lawler performance was brilliant. But I think I think uh, Edwards is too smart. I think he he knows what he's got to do to get it done. And he knows how massive this fight is. Loose, and he's well to the back of the queue. But I do think there's not too much pressure on him. It's not in England. It's, it's abroad. He's not a massive name. And he's he's got this opportunity now to sort of... It's an ESPN card as well. So, so many people are going to be watching out there. It's a massive opportunity to throw his name into the title mix. That's it. And then get on the mic afterwards. Yeah, and just be really rude. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's weird to say, isn't it? But basically, do that, yeah. Or probably, if it's Masvidal, maybe not too rude. Maybe just call him out and sort of uh, play on his manliness a little bit. But yeah, definitely do something. Oh, he's got to be very rude. You think, yeah, but I mean, we Masvidal likes that. It gets him riled up. I don't think you want to go not... too hard. Well... I think he has to to get the fight. You got to look at the Askren thing. If he weren't really rude, I know he wouldn't have got that fight anyway, would he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. got. To, uh, yeah. He's got to play the game a little bit. I think he's got to get under the sing. Do you think? I don't think Colby means any of the words he says. But do you think he should take a be- big Cuban flag into the octagon, a la yep. Mike Bisbing, and just tear it? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Everything. Yeah. Do it all. <laughs> But he's got to win first, then he. So how do you see it playing out then? Well, away. It's a say Edwards wins. How's it playing out? Obviously, you've got Lawler and Colby fighting. Masvidal's got his big win. Askren's out of the picture. That's one out of the picture. Two more need to go out. Say RDA goes out of the picture. You're left with Masvidal and Edwards. Obviously, Usman's at the top of the tree. You got Woodley on the sidelines, and you got Colby if he gets past Lawler. How do you see it going? Putting you on a spot. Well, we spoke last week. Usman has got an injury and he's going through surgery multiple surgeries I think so wh- how long are we going to say we're going to give him eight no, months no, no. out eight months oh, out. Eight. Oh, yeah that long is he well no I don't know I'm speculating but it's got to be a long time hasn't it or do you th- are we thinking end of the year let's say end of the year depending yeah. on the surgery so end of the year New Year's Eve card whatever it is I think Colby gets it if he wins yeah. Mas- Masvidal fights Edwards, Woodley, probably fights whoever. <laughs> like, they're probably not going to do Woodley any favours, are they? So Woodley's probably out of it. I think you get Colby in on a big New Year's Eve card yeah, and let him just do his thing and sell that one. And then I think you've got Masvidal Edwards, which you could put on before or afterwards. That will have a massive buzz around that. And then I think you've got kind of that rotation set up for the next year or so. I think that's a perfect scenario you're drawing there, Joe. 
I think so. I think that's that makes sense. You've got to, you've got to let Colby have a go. I think he's got to have a go. I'm starting to like him. I've got to say. Do you know what? I really want him to win against yeah, Lawler. Yeah, I know it's, it's hard. I don't want him to win, but for the case of seeing another fight, him versus Usman, I think he'll be hilarious. I think he'll be brilliant. No, I think it'd be a decent fight as well. I think they'll match each other, sort of strength for strength. So they'll have to show something else, which I'd like to see. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I do worry though. I think, I think Edwards might get. I think the winner of RDA Edwards might end up fighting Woodley. For whatever reason, I don't think the UFC are keen on on any of those guys as sellers for pay per views. Um, like you say, they're not going to do Woodley any favors. I think vice versa. I don't think they want to do Edwards any favors because of the the fact. I don't think they think he can sell a pay per view like the others can. Yeah, he, they will though if he does it this weekend. I think. Also, yeah. it's, it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? But if he yeah. does, then you've got another angle into into the UK you're not so dependent on Darren Till now now you can go to Birmingham and that's the point actually and sell out the uh, NEC or whatever it's called now so I I think I think if he does it correctly then I think Edwards does put himself into that category that's a great point on the UK standpoint you've also got Masvidal calling out McGregor as well so that could free him up whether that happens or not I don't know I mean that's I'd like to see that one I'd like to see that one that'd be quality yeah it'd be brilliant that that you'd have to fancy Masvidal there. Well, yeah, definitely. Connor hasn't fought again for forever now, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all all ifs and buts, like you say, in the world awaits. I'm looking forward to it. I should be a cracking main event. My official decision is a decision. Yeah, got to agree with you on that one. Who else in there? There's a couple of de- it's a decent card. This one actually, it is. It is. You know, there's just there's some solid old names on there. There's some. Uh, Interesting caveats, and then there's some, there's some proper fights in there as well. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my favourite one first. James Vick, the biggest lightweight in the world, up against Dan Hooker, who a big fan of. He's from that Australasian area, so he's got a lot of kind of potential behind him there to capitalise on that. Lost to Barbosa last time out. So he had to be dragged out. He was just taking such a beating, but there was no no stopping him. Vick, two losses, Felder and Gaethje, kind of a. Uh, Kind of put an end to the the myth almost of James Vick. He was like when he came in and he looked so, he was so much bigger than everyone else. It was a, such a mystery how he could even get into the division. He was such an awkward opponent. Gave some, like a lot of fighters some real real problems. And then Felder and Gaethje have come in and they've kind of yeah displaced that as I say. So this is going to be a good fight, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Vick ain't in a boring fight. North Dan Hooker, it seems. How he how he makes the weight still is beyond me. I, I mean. You don't want to see someone lose, but I think but it will push him into the welterweights if he loses another one here. So three and a bounce, that'll be. I, I just want to see him up at welterweight. I think it'll be a monster. Yeah, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? The, the example's been set there now. It's not just blokes like me and you going, oh, you should fight up a high, higher weight, mate. You've actually got like, actual fighters who've done it. What do you mean, it. blokes like me and you? You say we're not, we've got no expertise oh, weight we, management. We've got, we've got our... Limited expertise. Continue. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably probably does make sense for Vic to go up, but then if he gets a win here, it's not going to happen, is it? So, what do you reckon, Vic or Hooker? I don't know. I, don't know. I fancy James Vic here you know, after all that. Well, he's been because Felder and Gaethje are obviously high class, aren't they? Uh, so there's no real shame in Vic losing there. Everyone else, he has been a big problem too. So. Well, that Felder one was close. 
It was quite a lot closer than uh, sort of people sort of made out. The gate you want obviously wasn't. No. Cleaned out. But that's Gaethje, isn't it? He's, he's not all there and he's nutter. Uh, Hooker as well, he was on a good run. And then again, not losing to Barbosa is not any any shame in that at all. I think it's going to be a very competitive one. I think it's going to be violent. Uh, but I can certainly see Vic winning, particularly if it goes to the ground. Okay, that's your shout then, yeah? Not officially. No, you're going to get Vicky Boy. I'm going to go early doors, a week out. I'm going to go Hooker. I'm going to go for him to adopt a somewhat Gaethje-like style. And I think he's got the he's got the chops, he's got the chin, and he's got the endurance to to do work in that in that area. So, yeah, I'm going hooker at the moment. Fair play, fair play, that man. What about Hernandez Trinaldo? It's another one. Well, this is it. Obviously, I said we got a bit of a mixed bag, and it's a good bag. This is a cracking fight, Alex Hernandez, coming off his loss to Cerrone, which was a bit of a yeah, a bit of a stump in a row, wasn't it? That one. He's up against Francisco Trinaldo, beg your pardon. So, bit of a vet, Trinaldo. Dangerous, good power, good chin, likes a tear-up. Hernandez, I like him. I like, I like, liked him before his fight. I liked Cowboy beating him. But I liked how Hernandez dealt with it after. So, I think if he can make a few adjustments, he can go quite far. So, I'm looking forward to seeing Hernandez hopefully do a nice bit of work. Yeah, I think he'll get it done as well. I think he looked, I believe he looked good. Prior to the Cowboy fight, probably did, a bit too much too soon. I mean, we saw Cowboy hold his own for a lot of the first round against Ferguson. So that shows his level and the, the tear he's been on. So it's no shame losing to him. But before that, I thought Hernandez looked good. He's got a good good head on his shoulders as well, it seems. He seems to be quite articulate and focused and goal-driven. So I think he'll come back stronger and he knows what he's got to do. Yeah, and I reckon he'll get a, um, a finish in this one. Yeah, I do as well. Late second or third, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, see a few finishes on here. I think we will because we've got a lot of heavyweights, haven't we? That's it. Big lads. Which heavyweight duo do you want to go with first? Uh, we'll got, go with the. Uh, we've got sort of the. Ticket, eh? Yeah, we got the, the serious and the comedy a little bit. We got the serious, the comedy, and the old. <laughs> yeah. So we should start with the old, shall we? Yeah, go on then. Andre Arlovsky. Beauty and That's all it. that. Ben Rothwell. It's kind of, you forget he's even back, really. I think he's had one fight, hasn't he, since he's been back. But up against Arlovsky, it's like it's like some weird parallel universe we've got in a hot tub time machine. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very bit of a throwback to 2010 sort of style. It is. Arlovsky don't really age, does he? He, he looks, just looks exactly the same. He's, he's like, he is the real life Wolverine, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he don't do anything for me anymore, got to say. No, he's... he's He's an odd one now, isn't he? Because he, he kind of fights like like Floyd May- Mayweatherist. That, that's where he's going. He's looking to kind of box his way f- through fights, but not working for him, is it? Mm, not so much. No, I mean, I've... what about Rothwell though? You seen much of him? Well, lately, I, I, anyway, he, he got screwed. <laughs> he, he got screwed a bit, I think, in his last fight. Uh, very boring one, but he was out for ages, wasn't he? I think he'd get this done by one of his little chokes. Do you think? One of his modified uh, guillotines. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll get it done. That'd be good to see, actually. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that as well. Yeah, yeah sweet. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it in a way, but... It could, it could be well be boring. boring fight. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems to be in... That's, I'm not a fan when they put too many heavyweights on one card. I get why they do it for ESPN and ones that are going to be on the telly because you'll get knockouts and stuff. But more often than not, you get people blowing out their ass when it don't look like athletes <laughs> and it creates more negativity yeah. in the casual's eyes than positive. 
and you're certainly going to get that with uh, Greg Hardy and Juan Adams. So yeah, Greg Hardy is up against Juan Adams. So Greg Hardy beat that Smolia carve last time. who was just a bit of a punching bag. Uh, that was his first win in the UFC. The lifeguard. That's it, the lifeguard. We all, we all remember never, the lifeguard. Never forget the lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, up against Wan Adams. So he lost then, did he, in his last one? Yeah, yeah, he lost. So he's up against Greg Hardy, which is like, it kind of seems like a even level fight, I guess, apart from Greg Hardy hits very hard. Yeah, I just don't get it, really, this whole Greg Hardy thing. Yeah. Mainly because well, I'm English and I don't even know who he is, but yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not very good, is he? <laughs> no, no, not really. Not at least build him up, give him I don't know some prelim for put him on the prelims. It's just it's not doing him any favors putting him in when he's this green because people can sort of almost see that he's just not at that level and it's turning even more people against him. If you can put him on the prelims and see that there he's building it up the way any other fight would be built up, he might actually gain more fans. But if anything, he's putting more people against him I don't know I wouldn't be able to tell you how the fight's actually going to go he's probably going to win Greg Hardy it sounds like a uh, a toss up for him then they're just sort of throwing a ball up for him to knock out in the park but who knows hopefully well, I don't really care to be honest I'd like to see him sort of go on a little run to see if he is actually as good as the UFC are investing him on but it don't sound like Juan Adams will give him too much trouble I mean what do you reckon yeah, I I probably see Greg Hardy knocking him out. I think I think he obviously his power is is incredible, isn't it? And if you look at his last couple of fights, like if he didn't get disqualified in his first fight, I don't know. He was starting to blow when he? he was definitely starting to blow. Oh, but, definitely, he but, was struggling. But I, yeah, I, I probably expect him to get a KO win. I think they're trying to set them up as much as you can in MMA. We know it doesn't really work, but they. They must be, because otherwise a fighter of this calibre, like you've just said, wouldn't be getting this push, would they? He wouldn't be on these main cards. So it must be a fight that's in his favour. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Yeah, so I expect him to probably get the win, yeah. Yeah, pretty quickly, probably. And so we've had the serious... No, we haven't. What have we had? The old and the comedy. They're the serious. So the serious one. Alexi Alenyuk up against Walt Harris. Probably Walt Harris probably got more to gain from this one, I'd say. Alenyuk's slightly a little bit of a journeyman, isn't he? Yeah, he's had about 100 fights, isn't he? He's got a 170 by Ezekiel Cho. Yeah, 57 and 12 record. He lost last time out, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Walt Harris, I mean, he looked good against that um, that debutant, didn't he? Knocked him out pretty early from memory. So, yeah, I'd I'd fancy Walt Harris. I can't get on board with Olenek because he's just so one-dimensional and I think a heavyweight he's going to get clocked more often than not when yeah. it's there. Yeah, I agree. I think Walt Harris will do the job. I, I did. I like, I like Olenek and it's nice no, to see him, like him, nice to see him get those Ezekiels but it's kind of it's kind of hit or bust on it really. Well, it's almost like everyone knows it's coming even more so with every fight that goes by now that that is his one trick. Yeah, um, you still got to be alert though. I mean, he kind of he almost slipped one in on Overeem in his last fight, but Overeem just sort of you could see him panic last second and kind of get his hand in there. But yeah, Walt Harris to get it done, I would say. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I don't like us agreeing all the time, Joe. Yeah, I know, unnerving. Yeah, I don't need another draw. So okay. uh, not too many else others to throw on there. I don't think. 
There was one on there. Do you want some odds, actually? We didn't get any odds, did we? Yeah, go on. Let's have some odds. Put a little hacker together. So, the old lads. Who do you reckon is the fav? Oh, I would say Rothwell. Yeah, big favourite. Is he? Four to nine. Oh, uh, it's big-ish, isn't it? It's big-ish, yeah. Big-ish, four to nine. Olofsky, 13 to eight. You've got James Vick, six to five against Dan Hooker at eight to 13. Hernandez, four to seven. Trinaldo five to four. A lot of pickums here, so could be a good bet. Sizable wacker, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one, Joe. Very interesting indeed. <laughs> Greg Hardy, yeah. What odds? Go on. What do you reckon? Greg Hardy to win. Yeah. Uh, four to one. On. Uh, Ten to eleven. Juan Adams four to five. Ooh, close. Very close. Pretty much fifty-fifty. Uh, that. That is. And then you got Walt Harris. Four to seven over Lennox, five to four, and in the main events, Edwards eight to eleven, evens De Sanjos. So, plenty of money to be made there, particularly in some of them underdogs. All right, rack me up a little threefold then. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll read them out. Go on then. So I want, I don't know, should we go big and do? No, no, no. We'll go Edwards to get Is the it? win. Yeah. I will go Hernandez to get the win. Yeah. And I. We'll go Harris. Yeah. What's that so far? <laughs> Three to one, you big spender, you. Mm, not great. Nah, this needs to be a sizable one, Jack. You need about six in there. Yeah, yeah. Might have to go some underdogs. Vic's an underdog, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes against your pick, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> decent, uh, decent card, all in all. Yes, I would say, which one are you most looking forward to? But that is an obvious question. Main event, no doubt. Yeah, big Rocky. That's it. Other than that, I think Hernandez, Trinaldo is a standout fight, and Vic Hooker. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant main card. I think think Vic Hooker is probably the standout fight, and I think Hernandez is a performance I'm looking forward to, if we can split them like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think think Edwards will get a performance. I think he's going to... He has to. He's uh, win all bucks in it for him, so... He's got to put on a performance. Hopefully, he doesn't feel too much pressure in there and tries to just get a win rather than actually put on a really impressive performance that's going to be make him undeniable. But I don't know. We'll see. He's certainly he's he's got it about him to do it. He's got the talent, and it's just one more step to the to the gold. All right, there, Matthew. Well, thank you very much for joining me this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Should we wrap this one? Wrap it. Nice split decision, UK. This is episode thirty-six. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. You can search for us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Split Decision UK for all your MMA needs. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See you later. See you later.